All right, this is supposed to be a podcast where we interview the innovative, the daring, and the bold, providing informative topics for the black LGBT. I'm sitting here with a good friend who's actually part of the Brothers Speak, located down here in Wilton Manors, an organization called Onyx, which we actually interviewed Mustafa last year. Uh, but now there's a Southern division. Is that, is that safe to say? Yeah, so we have a new chapter here in the South Florida area called uh, Onyx Deep South. And I'm Daddy Steve, one of the founding members of the original Onyx chapter. And now we're starting one here in uh, the south region of South Florida. Okay. We call it Deep South. Deep, deep South. Okay. And now explain Onyx again for those who are just now joining Brother Speed Podcast. What is Onyx? Onyx is a fraternity of men of color, um, as well as women of color. There's a women's auxiliary as well called the Pearls. But the Onyx Men is a fraternity of men of color um, who are interested in the leather BDSM lifestyle. Ha. Huh. Okay. So, <laughs> again, when Mustafa was on, he he explained a lot. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so I know you're going to break it down even further. And in this one particular topic that we were talking about in terms of the name, the term daddy. The term daddy... For, for people approaching 30s, towards the end, middle, you know, getting towards the 40s, we automatically assume that since you are of a older, a little bit older, you're coming more mature, a lot of the younger ones are now calling you daddy. And, and the thing about it is, I myself can tell you, no lie, when I was asked first, do is it okay for people to call me daddy? I said no. <laughs> said do not call me daddy. But I, I want to clarify one thing, though. Uh, first of all, daddy is really not about age. It's okay. really about your role to, in this, in most cases, your boy. And daddies, let me explain another myth, too. Okay. Daddies don't necessarily have to be men. They traditionally are. But there are a lot of women who take on that role of daddy. Whoa! Okay. And so it's really about uh, the role of daddy is really about someone who takes on the responsibility to mentor someone who is less experienced, uh, who's interested in exploring a particular journey that you may have some knowledge, experience, or expertise in. And so you counsel, you mentor, you support that person. And that support is a lot of listening and guiding. It is not always financial, so people don't think of, don't confuse it with sugar daddy. Interesting. It may or not require financial assistance. There are some boys or people who have daddies who have more money than the dad. <laughs> but they but but the daddy has some knowledge or experience that, that 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 boy would want. Wow. Okay, see now you just threw something out there that you just demystified a lot of people's yeah. thoughts and now so the, so the next question I gotta follow up is why especially for the lesbians. Okay, but let's let's, let's go back a little bit. Okay, so first off, where did daddy even come from? We we know parental Well, that's one of the reasons why it's an easy thing for us to understand because a lot of it does parallel the traditional parenting relationship um, in terms of just having that person who is that 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 person who guides and protects you and looks out for you. Right. That is daddies do all of that. Um, They help actually uh, see a person who starts off at one place and you want to see whoever you're the daddy to. In this case, let's talk boys so I don't confuse gotcha. people. All right. <laughs> um, so I, as a daddy, I would want to see my boy grow from point A to point B. 
I've got a boy who I've had for more than 20 years. Wow. And But I've seen him actually come into the lifestyle very young, inexperienced as a novice, and I've seen him grow into an, a pretty incredible man. Wow. And it was actually being able to befriend him and mentor and be there for someone who, who to bounce his ideas, to share his experiences, to ask questions, to to be there to make sure that I made sure that he had good information, he had good contacts, talk to this person. You may not want to t- talk to that one and associate over there. Okay. If you're interested in toys and equipment and gear, you want to shop in these places. These are places you might not want to go to. Okay. And so you kind of give them that kind of guidance. Okay. Now, now you see you, what, you're, what, you're, what you're saying. It sounds very similar to what the community has been asking for in terms of having an older, uh, an older parent, an older guidance, uh, or to where a lot of the younger ones really don't have that guidance anymore. So basically, you're saying that is usually something that Onyx or the older the, the daddies, uh, not just Onyx, but the daddies provide. Yes, but there are a lot of daddies who are not necessarily older. There are people who have been in the community and the lifestyle, and you come across a novice who might even be older than you. So it's, it's not always the age thing. It's based on levels of experience. So there, okay. there are people who have been in the lifestyle for 5, 10 years yeah. who actually uh, become the daddy of someone who is their same age or even older who may be new to the lifestyle. Uh-huh. So it's not about okay. age; it's on experience and knowledge. Experience and knowledge, God. Okay, so, okay. So okay. don't necessarily think it about knowledge because there's some very, there's some young people who have an incredible amount of knowledge, and I don't want to disrespect. That is true. I want to take my hat off to the to the young folks who in the community who started young and they learned early, and I'm a little jealous of them because <laughs> I didn't, but I'm happy for them. Okay, and. I also know some young people who actually are daddies and they mentor peers or they mentor, in some cases, someone who's even older than them. It has to do with, again, the level of experience. The person who has knowledge and experience teaches the person who is newer. It's okay. And, and, okay, I get that. Okay, so, and if you, and well, I'm kind of curious now. When same someone who's actually more experienced and mm-hmm. they are younger, and the person who is a little bit older but just now walking into this lifestyle, at least for some of us who are, you know, somewhat just new to new to this whole thing, does it feel awkward um, initially for someone who is older to call them daddy? Has that has that ever come up? No. Age, again, I have to tell you, age has got nothing to do with age it. So I'm going to try to take that off the table. Okay, okay. Age has got nothing to do with it. It, um, it has to do... Some, sometimes it often is. And so... For some people, it is easier that way because it is more familiar to them. Right. We we tend to gravitate to things that are often familiar with us to us. So the daddy boy relationship is not so foreign for a lot of people who are new to the to the scene. Um, but it, it's not it's not required. Right. Okay. Um, what is required is a level of experience and knowledge, and ability, and the willingness to. Give a person some of your time and your energy and share that. It, re- it requires quite a bit. There's some responsibility with that. You just don't uh, take on a boy only to abandon them. Okay. What is required to, uh, to take on the responsibility of someone? What is, what is required here? Well, the wonderful thing about this being an alternative lifestyle 
is all of that is negotiable. <laughs> and so when you meet someone who might be a boy, you really start with an interview and a lot of conversation to find out what are they looking for. And, and what are you looking for as, as a daddy? What are you willing to give? Are you willing to share how much of your time and attention? And it really depends on uh, what that person is looking for. Often, and most often, the daddy is the more dominant okay. in the relationship. And, uh, and the boy is usually more submissive. Okay. And so are traditionally associated with daddy-boy. But daddies who have control can, can, can kind of change that sometimes. They're boys who are sometimes uh, really often perform service and, ah. and are submissive. But Sometimes you know, it's the other way around. But, sometimes, but, but he does it at the request of the daddy. The daddy is still almost always who has the authority to make decisions, who makes the decisions. Um, okay. Although boys are not slaves. They, they, they do have some free will. You don't take away his ability to make a decision. Okay. In fact, with the boys in my life, I empower them and teach them to make good decisions. Inch, okay. All right. This is, all right. This is the terms itself in terms of, you know, the labels. You guys, is, I keep saying you guys, but the thing of it is it's responsibility, ownership, but the labels itself is something that you also carefully lay out. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, know. you, you lay it out carefully because every relationship is unique. Trying to do for this boy, where are you trying to take him? You'd like to see him on a journey, and he's trying to go from point A to point B. As his daddy, you try to mentor him, and you need some real clarity about what is he trying to do? Where does he want to go? What kind of uh, relationship do you want to have with him? Is it sexual? Sometimes it's not most often it's sexual. Gotcha. Okay. But um, you don't have to have that in order to have sex. So it is much more than sex. Gotcha. Okay. It's uh, uh, genuine friendships uh, or genuine just mentoring that really is involved in this whole process. That's Absol absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's, there's that mentoring aspect. There is the... Um, parental aspect uh, there is the uh, friend aspect and you are um, a good daddy is all of those things it's loving and it's respectful it is really not ownership because the that boy still has some free will so they can make some decisions hopefully if you're a good daddy and a good mentor that you teach them to make good decisions okay and okay. Um, and a good boy is, is rewarded when he makes good decisions. And like any child, discipline uh, when, they're, when they're bad. Sometimes uh, it's just, uh, sometimes it's isolation. Um, daddies have, well, because boys are like puppies. They, they, they generally like a lot of attention. Yes, that's and true. And so the way to punish one sometimes is to not give them attention. <laughs> Send them to their room. <laughs> oh, like, okay, so, all right, so... <laughs> Okay. So in terms of, okay, I'm trying to figure out. Give me an example. Every daddy does it differently. Yeah, so I'm gonna say like, you there's know. no one size fit all. Okay, okay. Like with every relationship, every relationship takes on its own unique aspects. Gotcha. And the wonderful thing about this whole lifestyle is all of that 
from the word go is negotiated and agreed upon by the parties involved in the relationship. Okay, so basically they say, look, I want to be punished when I am bad. Or the daddy says, this is how I... This is how I treat oh. my boys. Okay. And this okay. and so the boy has to kind of consent that and agree that this is part of the relationship. There's not a lot of punishment and discipline in a in a, in a daddy boy relationship okay. unless that is something that they decide to do. Now, in the the organization Onyx it originally started in the Midwest. Is this correct? Started in Chicago. Okay. 20, right. almost 22 years ago, 20 Twenty-two years ago, yeah. and, and apparently, I guess it's been 19, growing. Yes, it's there are now nine chapters all over the country. Nine. Yes, the South Florida, uh, Deep South chapter is one of the newest, and so it's a brand new chapter. Wow. Um, just recognized uh, last fall, so it's 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 it's. By comparison, is 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 a baby. Okay, okay, still, a, but still, yet South Florida. I don't think South Florida has seen an organization like this, not for people of color, not for people of color down here. So this is, so what exactly it is that you guys are, what's the initiative? What are you guys doing to really kind of bring new membership in here as well as let people know about what it is that Onyx is? Well, first of all, we're, we're letting people know that it exists. Gotcha. We're going out in the community, meeting, greeting, trying to introduce ourselves to people, and we're trying to make sure that people understand what the organization is all about. Fortunate because the organization has been around for a while and people travel and we have the internet and all of that. There are quite a few people who already are familiar with what the organization is all about okay. and are going, wow, it's, it's wonderful that there's now a chapter ex that's accessible to me that I can actually get at. So what we're doing here is we're doing a lot of uh, family dinners. We go out and we just... Uh, support organizations and go to events to become visible in order to let people know that we're approachable. We've created a a website which is onyxdeepsouth.com. Can I say that again? Yes, you can. That's www.onyxdeepsouth.com. And there's some basic information about who we are, what we do, and for those who are interested in in information. Um, they can they can find out when we're doing our, our gatherings and when we're available to talk. We do a monthly uh, gathering, which is a family dinner. Then we generally go out for drinks and hang out in one or two of the bars, very often Ramrod. Okay. Uh, but we go to all the other clubs too. We support all the events going on in the community. We just were uh, volunteers at uh, Fort Lauderdale Pride. Nice. And we'll be supporting AIDS Walk, which is coming up uh, next month. And whenever there's something that we can do to better the community, uh, we're all for that. So we're, we're out here. We're available, and we're looking for, uh, for friends. Okay. Uh, there are several, couple of levels of membership. We have uh, associate memberships who are just people who are, want to be friends at the club. And that level of membership, associate membership, is open to everyone. Uh, full membership is really open for men who are interested in the leather lifestyle, who are men of color. And we say men of color, it's not just black. We have Latins and Asians and Middle Easterns, and we really are becoming more and more diverse. And it's not that we don't like white people. As I've said before, there are lots of organizations for white people. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need a place that is unique that says this is something that is carved out for you because you're not. 
and so we have a lot of white friends and we have associate membership which is walking with them and, and we have a lot of a lot of white friends and associates but we wanted to create a space that was unique for people of color because we've got to be able to define this for ourselves mm-hmm. and we've got to be able to walk in this world under our own authority not looking for somebody else's permission Ooh, I like that I do I do like that mentality now I'm just curious if I'm a man of color mm-hmm. who is seeking to be a daddy in training <laughs> If I'm basically somebody who I see there's some sort of interest in, you know, in, in bondage or some some sort of interest in leather and so whatever the the, the 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 case may be, but I want to learn more about it. Do I therefore have to become a, a boy first before I'm actually become a daddy? Well, you know, I'm old school, so once upon a time, the old school folks used to think that that's how you learned. That, that you became a boy and you mentored and you learned from a daddy and then eventually you grew enough to come into your own. Um, there are a lot of uh, new school, new thought people who don't think you have to go through that. But I will say that that is an option okay. to, to start as a boy. There is one way to do it. It's just to start without any role. You don't necessarily have to start as a boy. You don't necessarily want to start as a daddy either. Yes. Just start as a man. Gotcha. And learn the lifestyle and find out. Be around other daddies. Get to know other daddies. Become friends with other daddies. Get to know some boys and find out if that is something that speaks to you. You know, you'll find yourself drawn to that. When you get into the water, you'll find yourself drawn to the place that's really comfortable and is a natural fit. Do not try to fit into a mold. We're trying to break the mold. Okay. We're okay. trying to tell you, you do not have to live. You do not have to be anything that is already predetermined. Right. Find out who you are. Find out how you are. And become the best you you can be. Now, you, how long have you been called daddy to you? To me personally? Um, well, again, I've had have a relationship with my boy that's gone on for more than 20 years. I don't necessarily... And for a long time, I did not introduce myself as daddy because I was, I'm not daddy to everybody. I'm, I was daddy to him. Uh, okay, okay. And right. I, there was another young man I am daddy to, so um, some unique people. I've never tried and never proclaimed myself to be daddy to the world. Gotcha. Yeah, um, okay. So okay. I'm daddy to my boys. The okay. rest of the world can just call me by my name. Um, although... Because I've been in the organization since its inception, okay. uh, a lot of the younger members see me as an elder of the organization. And because I try to mentor anyone who comes to me new to the lifestyle, um, I accept them calling me daddy. Okay. Um, okay. But I would rather they identify me that way rather than my, I proclaim myself. Okay. If that's how you see me, fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. It, okay, now is the term daddy something that people have to grow into? You know, I'm, I'm hesitating because there's, I, I think so. I do, I do not think that you just walk out in the world one day and become a daddy. <laughs> okay. Um, because there are, there are people who don't have the knowledge or experience or the patience to mentor. True. And that so... Um, and just because you want to be in charge does not necessarily make you 
a, good a daddy. Yeah. That just make might make you uh, someone who has a dominant personality. Ha. Now, that in itself is something also to be kind of careful about because some people may take it too far. Um, how is that monitored in terms of daddy? Because some people may take it as more just pure dominance and you know to, to be able to watch and mentor others to make sure that it doesn't get it really cast a bad name. In One of the things that a good daddy-boy relationship includes is understanding how far are you willing to go and what are its limits. There are there are a number of limits. There, first of all, the hard limits. Hard limits are just absolutely forbidden things. Absolutely not. Never ever. It's a hard limit. Okay. Okay. You know. And then there are softer limits, which are things that it's like, I don't want to do that. We won't do that un- un- except under these circumstances. Or these are soft limits that goes. I've never done that, but I would like to be introduced to it. To, so you kind of introduce it to them slowly, gently, softly. And it's a soft limit because it can only be done under certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it's usually not done, but there might be an exception <laughs> here and there. And you talk about where those ex- where you would be willing to do something that you don't normally do. Okay. Okay, so basically, they're willing to try, but very resistant in the beginning, or not as resistant, I should say. Open to the idea, but 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 there have to be some conditions. I will try this under certain safe conditions. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes okay. sense. All right. And so it's a soft limit. I will do this, but only with you. I can see how you know the this definitely is a. Careful. It's not like a very careful organization who does want to make sure to kind of groom all of their their members, groom all of the members properly for those who are coming in. Now, have you guys talked about the misinterpretation of daddy, the, mis- the misunderstanding of daddy? I know I still had a misunderstanding until you had to break it down to me. So have you guys ever come across any younger, younger people who are thinking, oh, this is a sugar daddy organization. I can easily join this one. Have you ever come across that to where you guys had to dismiss members and say, oh, this is not your show? Yes, we we have a very extensive orientation and pledge process for full members. Whoa. There's a member pledge process and orientations? Yes, yes. Um, We understand that this is not for everybody. Gotcha. And we don't want to offer this for someone who's not ready for this and who's not going to benefit from it personally. Okay. And we also don't want the organization to be hurt. We, The organization needs to benefit because somebody is here too. This has to be a win-win situation. Okay. And so during that process, that happens even before one becomes a pledge. So we have a conversation so that someone understands. Interesting. You need, you need to know what you're getting involved in before you get involved. True. Then once you think that this is something you would like to explore, we have a pledge process which is at least three months and it's pretty intensive. It requires a number of workshops and classes where you learn all about the organization, number one. You learn about the larger leather community, number two. Okay. You learn around the, uh, the the kinks and fetishes that are that are available in the community. Even though we don't require that you to participate in any of them, we do want you to have a basic understanding and respect for them because you're going to come across people who love these things. And we don't, as I say, we don't want anyone to yuck somebody else's yum. Wow. wow. 
three months. That now you threw me off with that one. <laughs> but three but months is a short period. That's a short period. Really? Because we, you know, um, think of it this way: we want people to come into this brotherhood who are who are here to stay. This isn't something that you you tour and just drive by and come in and join. True. Uh, True. Casually. Right. Right. Um, and there's there's a level of involvement, in 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 forming the bond with the other brothers, it is first and foremost a, a brotherhood. This is a fraternal organization, and we become brothers to one another. And it's, it's building those relationships. It takes some time. We spend a lot of time with one another. Okay. We spend a lot of time finding our common interests. Uh, we, we know that all these people are on some sort of journey in their lives, and we want to make sure that, and that's the most important thing is, is to help and support each other so they can become their true selves. Okay, okay. Now, you mentioned the pearls. Now, because I have a lot of female followers on the podcast, and it's actually, oh, it's kind of very surprising that it's across all ages, you know, yeah. more so than the men. Yeah. Um, so, what, can you explain the pearls a little bit? The pearls is a sister organization, which is... Very much like Onyx, we have the same mission, except that the pearls are for women, and we love our sisters. They're, we have uh, five pearls in Florida, and now they're actually starting a uh, a Deep South chapter of pearls. No way! And, and so the, the women's community is coming together, and they're really uh, forming a sisterhood, and we do some things with them. We, we enjoy spending time and fraternizing and socializing with our of them because they're in the some of the very same things that we are, but we also know that there are times when women need their own space, just like men, gay men in particular, need our own space. Right. So we come together when it when it works and when it feels right and when it's natural, and we have our individual spaces when we've got our unique issues to work out and wow. discuss. And 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 we love the fact that there are pearls. We've always wanted pearls. But I'll, I'll be honest, we've had a more difficult time uh, getting the women's community to to actually form the, the, the pros. They, they've been a little more difficult. I really? think it's because they're more fragmented. Women have not come together as easily as men. I'm, I'm hoping that that is something that we can say historically, and I hope that that doesn't say anything about the future because I... Yeah. I think the amazing women in the community. Absolutely. And absolutely. we really want them to find other amazing women in. And right. and I think once they women understand that there is this level of support for them that they can step out and they can do this. And we want women to do this for themselves. And we'll and we'll support them as as, as brothers, as big brothers do. Right, right. Uh, we want our sisters to be successful. Okay, okay. Now, when it comes to kind of basic, I guess for like say for myself, you know, I love, the first time I ever came across leather, mm-hmm. and that was when one particular, uh, well, actually, twice, I looked at it as a strange costume. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what are you wearing? You know, it's just a costume. Yeah, you, you'll you'll know what. And I was young. Very young at this age. And then the second time was when it was actually something I began to utilize because that's what my partner required. And so I'm thinking, all right. So I just had these leather gloves, and he loved how I just rubbed on his body. He loved the touch of leather all over his body. And it, and again, I thought, 
when I started to, when he started to do that to me also, I said, okay, ain't that bad. That's really what it's all about. It's about ways of finding extreme pleasure. And everyone has different triggers. Right. You don't know what will excite the next person. Right. And it's just being open to finding out. When you're on your own journey, it's about being open to finding out all your triggers, all the things that uh, just bring you incredible amounts of joy. And not it's not about limits. It's about possibilities. Right. Ah, possibilities. Okay. Possibilities are okay. so much better than limits. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, being open to like, and I don't really know what I'm capable of, so I need to just explore that. I don't know all the things that do, that give me pleasure. Sometimes you need to be brave enough to try something, experience something, and find out, does this bring you joy? Does it bring you pleasure? Hmm. Okay. Now, you know, also I remember, because uh, Mustafa explained that it's an expensive thing when it comes to leather in itself. It can be, but there are there are reasonable ways to start. You don't start by investing in the world because you're buying a whole bunch of stuff that you don't like and don't use. Right. So I always counsel people to start slow. Start with a few very basic items and associate people, get around people who are in the scene. They are glad. This is the one thing that leather folks love. We love to show off. (laughs) We love to tell people what I know. Look at at what I've got. And so they will show you, teach you, uh, let you experience, touch and feel their toys and their leather because they're very proud of that because they've selected these things very carefully. And sometimes they've earned it. Sometimes when you start in the community, it's really good not to go out and buy your first things. Just be around, see you, they will talk to you, they will guide you. And very often, if you're fortunate, someone will gift you with your first piece. Ah, okay, that's nice. And and, and we call that earned, and that is one of the old school traditions. That leather, you don't just go out to the store and buy something. Be worthy. Earn a piece of leather. Okay. (laughs) Earn a piece of leather. This is interesting. Okay. Now, okay, so basically, if I am gifted this, I mean, do you normally start off with just little gloves, a whip? Generally, people are gifted something that is meaningful. Um, Sometimes it's a vest. Sometimes it's a a cap. Um, It depends on who bestows the gift. That is that person's choice. So it, if you are uh, a boy who shows a particular interest in being spanked or paddled or whatever, if that's the thing that seems to be special for that person, um, then that would be an appropriate gift. Uh, because that's what the person's really looking for. They're looking, well, that's what the person, at least their interests peaked at. Yeah, okay. and, and you see that that would be move them forward on their journey. Okay. Oh, nice little nice little bon voyage trip. <laughs> Not necessarily bon voyage, but they're they're in they're still included in the group, but they're first it's, it's sort of a recognition that you are now really part of this larger leather community, part of our leather family. Gotcha. And it, it really is a recognition that you have made a commitment to this lifestyle and I recognize that. Okay. And so I want to uh help further you along that journey. Now, you know what I've also noticed um, uh, when I was actually a club promoter down here in Wilmington and at my, my uh, club night, um, a lot of our people, not necessarily black, but people who are 
into bondage. People are mm-hmm. into leather. People are into all those things. And I was invited to check it out and to see for myself how the community really is. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I noticed that the community really takes care cognitive of the people's limits. They want to make sure that people are, you know, uh, they, they actually feel good in the process, that they actually, they a lot of them really know each other. Um, it's, it's a very... It's a, it's a very loving and caring community. That's what family does. Yeah. And so it's we really don't get together just to beat up and hurt one another. Right. That, right. Is, not the, that is not the point. That is, that is one of those crazy myths that people have. Gotcha. Uh, the safe, sane, and consensual is one of the old themes, which means every no, no one should get hurt. Well, maybe some people do like pain, but <laughs> no one should be damaged. Uh, and, and, and anything that you do, the person should be better for the experience. Right. We don't do anything that, you know, some people like to be scratched, whatever, you know, um, because that little scratch or that spanking or that flogging releases massive amounts of endorphins. And endorphins is just a chemical that's in all of us that helps us get a natural high. And a lot of times what we're looking for in the kink experience is that natural high. We want to get high without using drugs. Okay. And so um, it's the same thing sometimes that when you get pinched and you get this little rush. Or when you have sex, you have that orgasm, and this, you get this rush to your head, and it doesn't come out of your dick. <laughs> You're, you, you feel like you just took a hit of poppers or something. Us are looking for ways to not only get that rush, but to extend it. Not, I don't want that rush to come and go in a minute. I wanted to see if I can get it so it is a lasting sort of thing so I can get high on it and I can ride it out. In the, in the kink community, we call that flying because you want to get to that space. You want to get to that head place. And just be able to um, to stay there for a period of time. Okay. Now, has drugs in the past been something that you do watch for and do, you know, be very careful for it? There are a lot of people who use drugs in and out of the scene. And um, I try to be understanding. But I, I, but I also know that drugs make you take risks that you wouldn't otherwise take. And can impair your ability to make a good decision. So I never recommend drugs. I don't think that you should try to do anything you can't do without drugs. Gotcha. So if you do it right and you do it well, you really don't need drugs to do this. Okay. Oh, what the body can do is, all right, I like that. (laughs) Okay, because now, of course, you know, when it comes to this have you found that people are becoming more and more open to it? I mean, when I'm speaking of millennials to baby boomers to uh, Generation Xers, uh, is it across the board? You found one gen- one particular generation is more open to it than another. Well, for a long time, the leather community was an underground society, a community that had to hide from the world because it was criminalized, stigmatized, and and generally hated. As we have become open and outgoing about who we are, more public about who we are, there's um, more understanding of really what the community is all about. It's become more accessible. We have more information. We've got books and we've got television. We've got film. We've got the Internet. So people are more accepting because they actually know more about it. Right. It is not such a foreign thing any longer. Um, 
I mean, after all, we've even got this Shades of Grey movie out here, which is commercialized. <laughs> you know, I didn't even I never saw that movie. Does that movie explore that that side also? To explore the different aspects. In some respects, it does. I mean, it's it's Hollywood, so you got to be careful. It's, it's you know. It's a conversation starter, if nothing else. I'll just leave it at that. It's a conversation starter. It's enough that, that if, if it piques somebody's interest, then maybe then they can go find out what the reality is actually all about. Now, have you found couples come into this together, and they actually just, it's just more for them to explore a little bit more? Have you found more couples coming into this? When you're in a relationship and it's sexual, sometimes you want to do something to spice it up. Right. So couples have always, you know... Add a toy here, add some jello there, add a little costume here, add a prop here. And, and they start to enjoy those things. What couples are learning to do is to do that more intentionally. And they're learning that they can begin to push the envelope further and further. When you, when you understand what is going on and you have some knowledge about what can be done, then you can push the envelope. Not do this by chance. Do it by choice. Do it by design. Know what you're doing. So um, learn from people who actually know what the heck they're doing. Right, right. And if you're interested in pursuing something, learn about it. Yeah, and, and see, Now, this is another thing because it appears as though as long as you are open, and when I say open, I mean in terms of, uh, of course, I'm sure relationships develop along the way, I'm sure, right? I mean, sometimes. Many right, times when, they do. And, but. Most of the and time sometimes, sometimes the relationship is just for the experience of that scene or fetish that you want to explore. Gotcha. So sometimes it's just about you want to learn something about spanking or you want to learn something about bondage. You go to someone who has some expertise in that and you have that teaching experience and they just let you experience it. Okay. And, and so... You go to someone who has that skill set and they go, you want to experience it? This person is skilled at it. This is how you can experience it. And so it's just for that moment. That that relationship can be very short-lived. It can be for the the day or two leading up to talk to you, prepare you for that, that experience, to actually have that experience with you, and then to talk to you about what did you learn from that experience. I, don't, I believe that a good scene does have those three parts. It's not just for the moment. It does have the setup. It has the actual moment. And there is some aftercare. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There's a beginning, middle, and end. This is... Okay. Now, the more you explain it, the more I say, okay, you know, uh, I'll get a little more clarification on the term daddy. (laughs) There is a requirement to this. (laughs) But as as well as uh, the orientation process, which which actually I think is good. Because if you get the wrong type of person, you know, you want them to understand exactly what they're getting into. Yes, all for those youngsters, or for anybody else who thinks it's going to be more of a get-rich type of, you know, thing, or or have something take care of them, this is not that type of organization that clearly is. No, that is not our mission. We're not looking for a bunch of dependents. (laughs) We're we're, um, we're actually looking to actually uh, make the community a welcome safe place for men of color and, and, and people of color to develop the full range of their sexual prowess. Uh, and we try to give back to the community. A lot of the work we do is community service. We have we raise money at a lot of our events and give back to causes that support nice. people in our community. 
whether or not they're in our lifestyle, but they're part of our community. Now, interracial couples, how is the how does the group normally There we have many members who are in interracial relationships. Okay. That's fine. We want the individuals to be their best selves. And so we support our men of color, our women of color. They are still their best selves, and we support them when we support their relationship. Who doesn't want your friends and your family to be loved? There are a couple of websites. The larger organization is onyxmen.com. This particular chapter is onyxdeepsouth.com. Gotcha. All right, all right. And so you are one of the... How many people on this the, the, the leadership panel? Well, we have uh, six founding fathers here in Deep South. Okay. And so I would like, you know, people to reach out to Honest Deep South and we can introduce you to the founding members. A wonderful circle of friends that we're forming. And when we have our family dinners and things, I think our last one had 24, 25 people there. Nice. And... Uh, we are actually just beginning to open up this chapter for additional members. And so if you go to our webpage, you can find the membership applications there. Okay. Um, but I'm really not telling people to rush to become members. Right. I'm telling rush to get to know us. A lifelong journey. So there's no need to rush it. Got, okay. Take your time with it. Come and explore it. Get to know the brothers. Uh, also, the if there is pearls. Uh, yes, we have some pearls here locally. They're amazing women, so you should get to know them too. And we just got some friends that are wonderful people who you should get to meet. Nice, nice. It's more of a family than anything. We're but we we're a family, but we have uh, we're a family of choice. Got it, got it. Well. Thank you so much, Daddy. Daddy. Daddy Steve. That's okay. <laughs> Daddy Steve. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I and I just use that term because it. This is something that I, I, I do. Yeah. The, yeah the, the part I do like about it is the fact that you know you guys also have a very caretaking, uh, a lot of caretaking in terms of grooming the person because really I think a lot of people are missing that within the especially in the LGBT community. A lot of people a lot of people say that those who were the more mentoring and caring parents of the community, they all died off. Yes. Well, a lot of people come in and come around us because they never knew that there was a place where one could socialize, where you could fellowship. A lot of us started this lifestyle and thought we were out. And to find out that there's a whole community of people who have similar tastes and interests and inclinations that who would support you and say, all right, if that's who you are, that's what you want to explore, let me cheer you on. Okay, all right. And this is Deep South Onyx. Yes, Onyx Deep South. Onyx Deep South, Onyx Deep South. Well, you know, I hope everyone has definitely learned a lot. (laughs) I know I did in terms of, you know, in terms of actually there's organizations out there that really do groom you. And of course, with all the common interests, which is in this case, or other things that you are interested in. So I do appreciate Daddy Steve coming over to the show. They have all the information directly on the website, on the podcast, and give the websites directly so you know where to go. And this is Chris signing off with Daddy Steve with Brothers Be Podcast. Have a good one, everybody.